Welcome to the Shine Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Kunarian, and I am so grateful that you are here. I'm a wife, mother of three boys, certified massage therapist, and an alcohol-free sobriety coach who helps driven women break through their alcohol dependency without the traditional 12-step program. Each week, I will bring you inspiring guests with focus on mindset, health, and spirituality, providing you the tips and tools to help you create unshakable confidence, clarity, and energy so you can unleash your creative potential and live the life of your dreams alcohol-free. So tune in for some fun, and if you are ready to shine, welcome. Hello, lovely listeners. If you're finding value in what you're hearing today, make sure to head over to the show notes. Not only will you find more details on today's topic, but you'll also get an exclusive invitation to join my free Facebook group, Awakened Souls. This community is perfect for women who are either super curious or currently journeying through recovery. Being part of Awakened Souls offers a supportive environment where you can connect with like-minded women, all working towards an alcohol-free lifestyle. Plus... There are special free gifts waiting inside the show notes, (laughs) curated specifically to empower and assist you on your journey. And if you're loving the content, I'd be so grateful if you take a moment to rate this podcast. Your feedback helps me continue bringing you the conversations and insights you love. Let's keep the momentum going. And remember, you are not alone on this journey. I am here to help you every step of the way. Today, we are thrilled to have Raman Hari, a distinguished intuitive coach who has profoundly impacted the wellness landscape with her unique approach to personal growth and healing. Raman's journey, which started with her own struggles with anxiety, has led her to become a beacon of hope and guidance to many seeking inner peace and purposeful living. In this episode, Raman shares her insights into overcoming anxiety, the importance of connecting with our inner child, and the power of intuitive coaching in unlocking our full potential. So sit back, relax, and join us as we explore the depths of our minds and spirits with Raman Hari. Wow, thank you so much, Raman, for joining me today on my podcast show. (laughs) Yay, thank you so much for having me, Gina. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you because we were just talking about how there's this world right now is going through a shift, and I feel that the frequency that we're like we're emulating so much love right now, at least you and I, and I'm just trying to have like women like you come on this show to share their expertise and how they're helping and making a difference in this world. So welcome again. And just can you just share a little bit about your personal journey into becoming an intuitive coach? Yes, for sure. I mean, I won't go into the really long in-depth story, but I guess briefly, I really sought out some sort of help for myself. Um, I was dating someone at the time who knew an intuitive coach who actually was a family doctor by trade. So getting into this, I actually was seeing a family doctor who was an intuitive coach. And I went to her because I was having panic attacks. I was experiencing a lot of anxiety and I didn't realize really at the time that actually I was experiencing anxiety almost my whole life. Um, And so Seeing this intuitive coach for the first time was really the beginning of my deeper work. And she really made me see where a lot of my anxiety was coming from, my upbringing, um, childhood stuff, as well as the certain um, fears that I was still holding on to sort of in my body, right? We've all heard of, you know, emotions being trapped in our body. 
So it was a lot of really big realizations, big aha moments. After seeing her, I decided I wanted to, well, I already knew that I wasn't really happy in the career I was in. So I really just quit my job, my nine to five job and decided I wanted to do something more meaningful. And it was really by accident that I started intuitive coaching. I wasn't, you know, I didn't go into the intuitive coaching sessions and go, oh my God, I love what she's doing. I want to do what she's doing. But what I did instead was I took a year long program to uh, become not necessarily to become an intuitive coach. You got the certification at the end, but I took it because I wanted to learn the skills for myself. I wanted to learn how to coach myself. I wanted to understand even deeper where all this childhood stuff, you know, all of the stuff was coming from all of the anxiety I was experiencing. Um, I think it was about six months into the program that I had this really interesting light bulb moment where I just thought, wait a second, maybe this is something that I could do. And I resisted it a little bit. Um, I did my practice coaching sessions and realized people were getting something out of it. And still I was a little bit resistant, but then I don't really know when the switch flipped and I decided I wanted to pursue coaching and I haven't looked back since. Like I've really just kept going. Um, and here I am today. It's been about five years at this point. Um, and I love it. I, I love it so much. I love the impact I get to see my clients having and yeah. So it really started from an intuitive coach and then, you know, kind of accidentally stumbling into the actual career. Yeah. That is amazing. It's a nice five-year journey that I'm sure you've learned so much and just like, wow, I can't believe I'm here now helping all these people. Uh, it's interesting because I never really heard of the word intuitive. You know, they always say trust your gut, you know, <laughs> that's your intuition, mm -hmm. by the way. But it's interesting because I started doing, um, going into my coaching journey once my intuitive business coach... <laughs> Yes, an intuitive wow. business coach. She's the one who got on a call with me and she was like, you know what? This is what you need to be doing. And I'm like, how do you know? Because <laughs> at first I was kind of shy to tell her, well, you know, I spent a lot of my life just drinking and partying. And it wasn't until she asked me the question, well, are you sober now? I said, well, of course I've been sober. I've been sober for like over four or five years now. And she's like, well, that's what you need to be doing. You need to be helping people, you know, in their get into their, uh, become either sober or help people just stay in their sobriety. I said, light bulb moment, right? So I was like, oh, mm. wow. So this is the first time I actually experienced what, what an intuitive coach would be. And but believe me, very helpful. And I then am also learning about my intuitive skills and just like, oh, wow, you know, I didn't know this because I've been speaking to a lot of psychics and a lot of ones who actually read like my Akashic records and everything and told me like, hey, gave me like my blue, a blueprint of Gina. And I was like, whoa, blown away. So I love that we can actually explore our intuitive side and then help people in that way. So yes, thank you so much for sharing that. And I wanted to also ask you in specific, because I also suffered anxiety and some depression, but the anxiety stemmed like from my childhood as well. Like I was, 
Okay. So like I was sexually molested from the ages of six to 12 years old, but I had kept that inside me and I had like stomach ache, like stomach ache, stomach ache, stomach ache. The doctor prescribed it, a pediatrician had prescribed as uh, irritable bowel syndrome, but I didn't think I had that. Like I was taking like Mylanta. It was all the nerves and the anxiety and the stress that was going to my stomach. Well, eventually later on in life, it went to my chest and I was having heart palpitations, uh, panic attacks, face getting numb. I feel like I was going to pass out and die. Like, I think I was actually hospitalized uh, several times because of that. I think it was also drug induced as well because I was partying and doing crazy stuff. So I wanted to ask you, uh, what inspired you to focus on helping people with overcoming anxiety and stress? Yeah. So like I said, I, I had some of my own, you know, childhood things that I didn't really realize affected me as an adult and the adult mind can very easily go, Oh yeah, you know, this happened or that happened, or, you know, that's the experience I had, but the child still lives in us. And so a lot of the earlier coaching that I did was actually helping people connect to that child that still lived within them and was still kind of experiencing or replaying um, those earlier memories or earlier wounds. And it's interesting because, you know, typically when we think of trauma, we do think of like the big, the big traumas, right? But it can also just be because I've had a lot of clients that say, well, I've actually had a, I had a great childhood. So why am I so anxious? And it can even be the smallest things, uh, you know, an uncle making a comment about your weight at dinner. And now suddenly you're binge eating and you're going through the cycle all the time and you don't know why. So it could really be the smaller things as well. But I think for me, I'm just so passionate about anxiety and stress because like you, I also had a lot of the physical symptoms. For me, it was a lot of, um, I suddenly started breaking out into like eczema. My, none of my family had eczema. So I was really confused about why I was having all of these strange um, physical phenomenons happening. And so I was having, I'm trying to think nausea. I would have a lot of, um, I would have a lot of stomach issues as well. And so for a while I thought, oh, I should go off gluten. And I was doing all the dietary things. And our stomach is really, that's where we house a lot of fear. And I didn't know that at the time. And so I think for me, it did get so bad that I got into my physical. And as soon as things get physical, that's when we get really serious about healing. And um, yeah, so I think for me, wanting to help people with anxiety and stress specifically is it comes from my own background with it, my own experience of how difficult it can be to live in that anxiety. And I'm not a high functioning anxious person. I am a low functioning anxious person. So if I have a lot of anxiety and stress, I can't do things. And so unlike some other people, I've seen clients who are having panic attacks, but then like really high level getting out there in their career. I'm not like that. If I have any sort of, you know, intense anxiety, or even if depression comes into play, I, I'm, I'm horizontal. So for me, it was vital to work on my anxiety and stress because otherwise I wouldn't be able to participate in my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's why I want to share that with people like, oh my gosh, you can participate in life. And you don't have to hide and isolate yourself and it doesn't have to be so, um, it doesn't have to be a solo journey. Um, we can get that help. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was 
like in my severe anxiety and I thought alcohol would just be the cure to it because, you know, when people get off work, what do they do? They normally say, oh, I'm going to have a glass of wine. You know, they'll go to happy hour with their coworkers and they just want to wind down a little bit and just relax. And so in my mind, I was thinking, well, if I just drank everything, it would go away. But in all actuality, it really made it worse. And I noticed then those panic attacks were increasing uh, daily. There was like, normally what I would just have maybe like three a week, I was getting like three a day. <laughs> so it, it's, it's not good to use substances for whatever condition that we have. We really need to get to the root cause and what's going on. So, and I'm glad that you brought up the point that it doesn't have to be a big trauma. It could just be something as simple as, uh, like you said, someone said, Hey, you know, you've, you put on a couple of pounds, you know, Thanksgiving is coming up. Right. So <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to be at the dinner table and it's some, some sort of things like that can trigger somebody and we just don't really think about it, but our body feels it, you know, and we're just acting on it as well. So mm-hmm. thank you for bringing that up. And then um, could you also explain what you mean by creating a baseline of peace and actually how, how does this help your clients? Yeah. So, I mean, oh my gosh, this is like the bread and butter of everything I do. Um, so creating a baseline of peace helps us because, you know, there's so much that we want to do in the world. It's amazing when you sit down and talk to someone about what their dreams are, what their goals are. It's, it's amazing. Like humans have these, these goals and these ambitions. And when we create a baseline of peace, it actually really helps us with showing up in the world, not just connecting really beautifully with the people around us, but also it helps us step into our purpose. It helps us step into who we really are authentically. And so when we're able to sort of what I call living beyond anxiety, when we're able to live beyond anxiety, it helps us connect to our intuition and our inner inner wisdom. I I don't think we realize that when we're really stressed or anxious, it kind of muddles our inner world and we're not able to hear our inner voice. And so that to me is priceless. Like if we can get to that inner voice, it really helps to knock out a lot of like the comparative voices that come into our mind. You know, that person's doing that thing and that person's doing that thing. It helps us to really get in touch with our truest desires. So, I mean, there's just endless reasons why it's so important to create peace. I think if you look outward, it's really easy to get caught up in the chaos and the drama of the world. Um, But that doesn't help us with creating our purpose that doesn't help us with, uh, you know, shooting for whatever goals we have. And so creating a baseline of peace is really about getting to that inner wisdom. Yes. And I'm noticing more and more the word authenticity come into uh, play here because a lot of people have been ashamed to be who they truly are because of the conditioning of this world and how we were taught as children, even on like shows that we used to watch. Um, and me growing up as having older siblings, like I would always compare myself to my sister, even though she's like 10 years older than me. She was six feet tall. She was a skinny one. She was all into modeling and everything. And here I'm only like five, five, <laughs> you know, and not like petite like she was, but there's that comparison thing. And I feel like 
a lot of people, especially like using social media, you know, don't get me wrong. I love social media. Trust me. But I used to be the one that would be like, oh, you know, they're, they, they're going on this trip. Oh, they look so happy. You know, why am I not happy? And I think it's like, you know what? I'm sure it took them as a family photo that they had just put on Facebook. I'm sure it took them like five times just to get that photo. Cause I know because it happened to me <laughs> with my family because, <laughs> you know, trying to get everyone to like smile and everything, but you know, they, nobody knows about actually what happened before we took the photo, who we were all fighting or what this is that. So I think that people just by being real and like even sharing their stories on social media, um, whether it's having to deal with anxiety or depression or drinking, any of the any of the things there, I really feel that um, just by people being their authentic selves, it really will bring light to everybody's mind because there's a lot of chatter going on in our heads and that chatter is not always good. And so where you're talking about going in and trusting yourself and listening to that inner voice, let it guide you because it's there to help you. And I was telling you earlier as well, like I was listening to mine and now it's telling me to do all these things. And I literally like listen to it. And I'm like, ah, now I see why I'm supposed to do this. Ah, this is why ah, like all these like other light bulb moments. Do you ever experience that as well for yourself? Oh my gosh. Yes. I totally resonate. That's for me. It can be as simple as choosing what to eat <laughs> like yeah. it could be as simple as those you know day to day my mind is telling me to eat that but there's something within me that's telling me to have that um it's kind of amazing when you start listening how it's that inner voice is guiding us to our greatest health to our greatest vitality mm -hmm. to our greatest friendships like the amount of people that i've met just by following my intuition and um just you know, going for it. And sometimes, and I think this is where people get mixed up. Intuition doesn't always feel really comfortable. Sometimes what our intuition is telling us to do is a little uncomfortable. That's, Ooh, that's me stepping outside of my comfort zone. That's me getting a little bit nervous to like meet this brand new person or whatever it is, but it will always guide us to our, to like the greatest, our highest timeline. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Because and that's the thing it's it's good to get out of our comfort zone otherwise how are we going to grow if we don't grow <laughs> are we going to evolve and then if we don't evolve how are we going to help people and our, our biggest missions is to love on each other and help everybody to i feel like if everyone had inner peace there'd be like world peace <laughs> oh my gosh don't get me don't get me started <laughs> I honestly, world peace will not begin unless we have inner peace. And it's, mm -hmm. I've seen, you know, I've even seen myself as well, like go into nature or go into like a beautiful spot, but not enjoy it because something's going on inside. And that I always bring up that to my clients, because sometimes people will say, well, you know, if everything is perfect and if, you know, this and that, then we can be happy. But the thing is, everything can actually look perfect and we might still not be at peace. We might still not be happy. We might still not be able to accept um, the beauty. And so it really does start within. I love that you brought that up. Yeah. 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 And so how does spiritual foundation, since we're talking about spirituality, play a role in reprogramming the subconscious? Ooh, that's a beautiful question. Oh my goodness. So the subconscious is really programmed from society, from how we grew up, the people around us, our leaders, our teachers, authority figures. 
And so it's already, it's sort of, there's a default programming, there's a default setting. And in order to shift out of that, um, I find that it's really important to make sure that we're replacing that programming with something that's really helpful and beneficial. And um, like, for example, say you have a goal that you want to reach and your subconscious programming default is, um, is always like pushing you and you feel all this pressure. Well, if you push yourself and feel that pressure, it's not going to be helpful. Um, when we're stressed, it actually decreases our productivity. That's a side note. Um, and so for me, I find that when we bring in the spiritual foundation and we kind of start to reprogram our subconscious with the spiritual foundations, then that actually lifts us up so that we can naturally start going towards our goals rather than pushing ourselves, forcing ourselves, feeling all this pressure. And so spiritual foundations for me are simply being more in our heart rather than in the fear, right? Being, We've all heard that being more in the love rather than the fear. Spiritual foundations have to do with softening our grip on everything and letting go of the control that we that we don't actually have, right? There, there are some things we definitely have control over, uh, you know, how we show up and the actions that we take, but then there are some things that we just don't. And so these things to me are some of those core spiritual foundations that again, allow us, I just keep on seeing this vision of like being lifted up. They lift us up so that we can naturally go towards our goals. And that's a lot more sustainable than if we are to push and force and pressure ourselves because that ends up leading to burnout and fatigue and exhaustion and thinking, why did I go for my goals in the first place? This sucks. <laughs> so it's really a practical thing to to have that spiritual foundation. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, um, and I like that you focus on the spirit, the mind and the body because those all are needed. <laughs> <laughs> to make us whole, you know? And so, um, but I was going to ask you, cause this came to my head too, right now, like, as far as like the intuitive coaching, like, do you ever find like any type of like some common misconceptions people actually have about intuitive coaching that you would like to like, like say, Hey, let me set the, uh, the record straight here. Oh my gosh. That's a good question. I'm trying to think for the most part, my clients who show up are, pretty open to the intuitive coaching. I think people, when they see the word intuitive, the, the title intuitive coach, they usually don't think, oh, she's actually intuitively reading me. I think it sounds more like, oh, it's more flowy coaching and it's, it's not super intense coaching. So I think because of how people interpret the word, I usually don't get very many um, people who are, you know, um, at, what's the word? Yeah, you know, for hesitant me, like, or yeah, yeah. I would be like, if I saw the word now for me now now these these days now, I'd be like, oh, intuitive. I'm for it. <laughs> I get yeah. excited seeing that word intuitive because I think yeah. everybody has these. Everyone has an intuition, and I was mm -hmm. just talking to my husband the other day. Um, don't mean to cut you off if you were actually saying something, but it was coming to my head. And sometimes like the things right. come to my head and like literally will disappear. And so I have to like catch it right then and there. I'm like, okay, let me just say it now. But mm -hmm. my husband, like, he was like intuitive. When I started using the word intuitive, he's like intuitive, intuitive, intuitive. And now guess what? Who guess who's using the word 
intuitive. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got to listen to your intuition. I said, oh, you don't say. Oh my God. What is that? Say. Tell me more. <laughs> That's amazing. It was funny. Oh my goodness. But um, can you talk a little bit about your intuitive coaching and like different types of a transformative experiences that you uh, want to share or a success story from your client? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's so intuitive coaching, you explained it in the beginning, but it's sort of a combination of intuitive reading and life coaching. And so I have all the skills to do the life coaching side of things, but then I've also been trained in intuition. So I, what I love so much, and this is how I felt when I saw my first, uh, my first coach is that instead of you know, when I was seeing her, instead of me trying to figure everything out, she could just see me. She could see all my stories. She could almost read my mind. It was kind of scary. Um, and so it was really, really helpful for her to have the intuition aspect because I've also received uh, therapy before. And I find that it's a lot more, um, I love therapy. I get therapy as well, but it just, it's a different modality. It's a little bit more, I feel it just doesn't have that intuitive part of it. Right. So it's a little bit different, but um, yeah, in terms of client success stories, I've had, um, you know, certain clients, I, I specifically actually started working on anxiety and stress because I had this client who had a panic attack every day and it was so heartbreaking for me because i when I had panic attacks, I did not have them every day. And so I just thought, I can't believe that you are living like this. This is wild to me. Um, and so within a couple of months, we did a lot of work around looking into the childhood, looking into her upbringing, looking at what was causing all of this contraction, this tension on a day-to-day -day basis. And um, I think having the intuition side was really helpful because sometimes when you're really in it, you can't see what's going on. And so having the intuition side was really helpful because I was able to point out what was kind of going on in her body. And she was like, oh yeah, right. That my stomach does feel like that actually. And so, um, within a couple of months, she, she stopped having panic attacks. And that was to me, one of my just biggest stories in terms of client success, because again, I've had panic attacks before they're really difficult. They're really exhausting. And having them every day is next level. Um, and, and that was really big. And what we noticed was, you know, just getting into it a little bit, we noticed that she was doing a lot of the things that she thought would help. So for example, she would exercise every day um, and, you know, try to kind of work out all of the anxiety. Yeah. But sometimes we try to make up for it in ways that aren't really helpful. So she was sort of over exercising, um, sort of over binging on Netflix, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and what we found was that it was important for her to really allow herself to be with all of her emotions. Mm -hmm. And that was really difficult because so many of us, like you said, we're always distracting, we're running, we're numbing, we're finding, you know, a new series to watch, um, you know, all of the things. But if we can really just sit down with ourselves, and whether it's journaling or just really getting in touch with, well, what's actually going on in my mind and what's really going on in my body in terms of my emotions. Um, and that for her was like the biggest just life changer. Um, cause instead of 
instead of all of the emotions just sort of enveloping her and like causing this tension and then building up into a panic attack every day the emotions had somewhere to go they were starting to be released um and that was a really really big big transformation for her wow that's beautiful thank you so much for sharing that because there's hope I mean if one was having a panic attack every day then not having any I mean like that's a big deal like <laughs> I wish I would have known you a long time ago <laughs> yeah now I don't actually suffer panic attacks if it is like if I feel like any type of like I don't even call it panic attack I wouldn't even like entertain those words in my head anymore like you know you get to different levels where you're like wait no it's excitement to me like I think of it like if it's like anxiety quote unquote it's excitement I'm like that's like when I get a little bit like anxious like if something new that I don't know what I haven't done yet like Mm-hmm. Say, for example, I'm going to go on stage and speak. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's kind of a little scary there, but you know what? It's that excitement. It doesn't have to be all, oh my goodness, and then pass out. You know, we have to reframe our thoughts as well. So that's awesome that she no longer has panic attacks. And how long were you working with her? Uh, we worked together for three months. And it was oh. funny because after the two months, she was like, okay, well, now what? And I'm like, now we can work on all the other fun stuff. Like, what are your goals? What are your dreams? Like, let's get right into it. She's um, all, now what? That's funny. Yeah, it was It was so funny. It, whenever clients get to that point, I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't stop the work now. Like, now we get into the fun stuff, which is, you know, all of the actually dreaming about what we want and what we want to manifest, what we want to create in our life. That stuff is so fun. And if we can just, you know, get through the more, let's just say challenging or more intense inner work where it's all of the emotions we're dealing with, uh, you know, the fears that are coming up. Once we kind of get through that initial work, it's just all fun. (laughs) It's all fun. And even, even, you know, going through the emotions, I always try to make it fun. That's one of my um, core values in my business. I, I don't want things to be so you know, challenging and difficult. I try to keep things fun anyway, but um, yeah. 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 You don't want it to be all robotic, you know, we're human beings. We're living and breathing air and life into our businesses and into our clients practically. So it's, it's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful to experience that. And, you know, you're right about also sitting with our emotions and discovering why am I acting this way? Why am I having these thoughts? Why am I feeling this way? But just having that moment just to pause. A lot of us don't take the time to pause. We're we like we're conditioned to hustle and grind, hustle and grind, hustle and grind. And especially as females, we should be hustling and grinding all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need to relax and enjoy the nature, enjoy the walks, enjoy our family, enjoy the fun things in life that brings brings us joy. So yeah, I, I think that when people unplug, no TV, no cell phone, no anything, and then just kind of like go out somewhere. Like, so we were watching this movie, and I've been watching a lot of movies where people are going through their sitting with themselves and going through these emotions and really learning. But I noticed they're like excluded, like they're far away, like in mountains. Mm. <laughs> There's like no cell reception or anything. But I honestly think that would help if you don't have any distractions and you're sitting with yourself, you could be with a loved one or whomever or friend and just like, wow. And just 
either journal, you know, talk to somebody, you know, even make videos. Who knows? Well, I guess that's using the technology. <laughs> Here I go with the technology again. Yeah. But do it. I mean, if you, yeah. Yeah. If you kind of like tunnel vision yourself in a little bit, it's really helpful. I mean, I even it's okay. So right now it's 1130 and my phone was on airplane mode until like an hour ago. And I do that every day because I know that it's the mind is like, you know, the mind is like, it fixates on things. So if we open up our phone first thing in the morning mm -hmm. and then we see all that stuff, it's like chaotic and it's, it is that dopamine fix that we're looking for. But um, like you said, if we actually sit down, I think it, it, it can be scary, like uncomfortable. I don't want to be scary, but it can be uncomfortable at first, but that's actually where the true joy is, is getting through that little discomfort of, Ooh, okay, I'm going to sit with myself. But then suddenly you have an idea to, Oh, maybe I'll learn a new, uh, you know, song on my piano. And then that's where true joy lives. That's where the creativity lives. That's where the abundance lives. And that's where that inner wisdom lives. So it's actually, it's not just, Oh, I'm sitting with myself and I guess I'll be with my emotions because Roman told me to. <laughs> it's, it's, there's so much juice there and so much depth and that's where real joy lives. And I think, I think that's a lot of what we're missing these days. Um, but that's, that's personally where I find so much joy is when I'm sitting down and sometimes I'll get bored and then I'll pick up a poetry book or something and then joy. So, yeah, absolutely. And that goes to why a lot of people have left the corporate world and because they find that they didn't have joy in their everyday nine to five job. It's like a job. It's not like their passion. So like my work right now is my passion. I, this is something that I wanted to always do. And it, so beautifully it came together and I'm like, oh, wow, this is amazing. So I noticed a lot of people are leaving their corporate jobs. And I think the whole COVID uh, pause actually helped people discover their passions and gifts and um, finding different things that they thought they would not be ever good at. But then like, hey, I'm an expert in all of a sudden. <laughs> You'd be surprised at the gifts that you actually have. But it's just a matter of applying them and trying them. Like we were just talking the other day, my husband and I were like, oh, we're going to get some instruments and start practicing some, doing some musical instruments. And for me, like, I feel like I should be playing like the violin. So maybe that's something I'm going to learn. I've never played an instrument in my life before, besides like in elementary school, when we have like music class, we're playing like the little triangle things. Or <laughs> the, little triangle. Triangle. <laughs> the little, yeah, Love it. <laughs> little fun things like the maracas and everything. Those are the mm -hmm. only thing that I got near with instruments. But as an adult, I'm like, let me try to maybe play a flute, you know, but I'm, I'm for something, something like resonating with me is like the violin. So I have to look into the violin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the violin. So yeah, I, I definitely think whatever you love to do or whatever you think you're like, Oh, maybe I should look into that. There's YouTube videos that will go ahead and help you discover how to do it and just apply, apply and apply and you'll be happy. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's like, I, I learned to play the keyboard when I was, I think in high school, maybe, and it was all from YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's, it's amazing how much is out there for us to learn. Um, it's just, it's just taking action. Yeah. Yeah. Taking action. And do you have any other like daily practices or tips that you would recommend for maintaining like peace and purpose in our hectic lives, of course? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, for me, I love the idea of creating a baseline of peace. We kind of already talked about that, but for me, that's really shifting our 
base beliefs about what life is. And so, of course, you know, you've heard all you, you guys already like whoever's listening to this, you already know the main things, right? Go into nature, go for a walk, recalibrate yourself to that slower pace, um, pet your cat, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, working out is actually really great. I am a big fan of just movement to make sure you're moving every day. But you know, even if you're doing all of the things, and I'm saying that in quotation marks, sometimes that's still not creating a baseline of peace because our core belief might be time's running out. I have so much to do. And so even when we're on our nature walk, we're like, okay, let me just get through this nature walk and then go back to my life. It's really on a day-to-day basis, reminding yourself that you can breathe, you're safe. And instead of time is running out, I have so much to do really kind of getting yourself more into the flow state, really allowing yourself to take breaks, realizing that um, stress actually decreases productivity, reminding yourself that there is time and that, you know, as long as you're showing up and taking action and making progress, you're allowed to sit down and, and have that time for yourself. I think it's not even about like the actual things. It's about allowing ourselves to Mm -hmm. feel at peace and allowing ourselves to do those things. Um, Because what what stops us is the idea that we don't have time to do Mm -hmm. those things and that those things aren't as important. Um, But I think that when we can actually slow down, then we can actually be present to life and not let it pass us by. Yes, because it goes by so fast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then and how do you see the future of intuitive coaching evolve in the wellness industry? Wow, I mean, when I started, I didn't know any other intuitive coaches besides the ones that went through my program. So I actually didn't know that it was a thing. <laughs> um, And now I do see the word intuitive coach a lot more, which is so exciting because I think there are so many different people doing different things like with you and the alcohol free stuff. I think that's so, so amazing. I've seen people doing intuitive business coaching. Uh, So I love, I love all of the different niches, intuitive coaching for moms, you know, all the, all the different things Um, in terms of it evolving. I mean, I'm just excited to see all the different specifics of what intuitive coaching can be, right? Because I'm sure one day I'll need um, a coach for being a mom or something like that, right? And Mm -hmm. so it would be amazing for me to have an intuitive coach who is coaching for moms or something like that. So I'm really excited to see where it goes. I'm so happy that there are so many coaches out there because God knows we need them. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, I know we, we do. We do. And uh, there's a lot out there. And then you just have to align to the one that works for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, where can listeners find you on social media, your website, or even just to work with you? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at ramanhari 3 my website is ramanhari.com. I keep it really simple. Um, and then in terms of working with me, you can go onto my website. There's also, I have a free guide, actually. I just recently revamped it and updated it. It's 12 whole pages oh, um, awesome. to, yeah, to help with anxiety and stress specifically. So you can find that on my website um, if you just scroll to the bottom on any of the pages. Um, and those are the main things that I have going on now. In terms of actually working one-on-one coaching, 
Um, I am mainly doing a program called Beyond Anxiety. It's a 12-week program where clients see me every single week. Um, and we really help them sort of uh, lean into the root cause, like you were talking about before, of what's going on for them, as well as really shifting some of the triggers, making friends with their anxiety. And then by the end of the program, they will have a much better idea of what their purpose is as well. So I kind of like to weave in purpose a little bit into there. Um, and again, that's a 12-week program. And that's kind of what I've been focusing on a lot recently. So that's called Beyond Anxiety. And that's also on my website. Amazing. And I will have all of those links in the show notes. But yeah, so lastly, what message would you like to leave with, with the listeners today regarding like personal growth and spiritual development? Love yourself into healing. Don't hate yourself into healing. Love yourself into healing. Love yourself enough to show up for yourself and prioritize your peace um, and then be of service to others. Beautiful. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you so much, Robin, for joining me today. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. To my cherished listeners, from the very depths of my heart, thank you. Every single one of you who've showered me with those warm five-star reviews, your kindness shines so brightly. And if you haven't yet, know that your voice and support always matter. Your unwavering love has lifted us onto Feedspot's esteemed list of best women's sobriety podcasts. And it truly warms my heart. With immense love and care, I've created something for you as well. Introducing the Overcoming Challenges mini course, crafted especially with the intention to guide and support you through life's varied phases, because we all deserve gentle guidance as we navigate life's tides. Furthermore, I have two heartfelt gifts for our listener family. One is a seven-day challenge, a tender beginning for those curious about sobriety, and the other, a personal sharing from my journey, six-step blueprint to an alcohol-free life. This encapsulates the loving steps I took, I embraced beyond AA and the traditional 12 steps that have nurtured my own sobriety journey. To embrace these tokens of gratitude and love, simply text GIFT, that's G-I-F-T, to 1855-649-6196. Again, that's G-I-F-T at 1855-649-6196. With all my love and deepest gratitude, I cherish each and every one of you.